Hi guys, welcome back to the Emma Dilemma podcast where we're gonna talk shit about life. I am no way a professional, I just have interest points from my past experiences and my everyday living. Hope you enjoy this podcast and if you do, please let me know on social media. <laughs> Good, okay. Hey guys, welcome back to the Emma Dilemma podcast. This week I'm joined by Mignon. Or mini, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> Mignon, do you want to say hi and maybe let people know like who you are, what you're passionate about? All right, thumbs up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so my name's Mignon, also called Mini on occasion. So, um, <laughs> I am, I guess, a multi-dimensional person to a sense. So, I originally studied a BA degree in art. So Bachelor of Arts, but specifically in film. I then kind of found yoga towards the end of my final year, uh, well, just the year after I did my degree, because as I finished, I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> um, as I think what the majority of us feel that way when we leave uh, high school, or college, or whatever kind of education we're meant to, meant to <laughs> be doing. Um, so I found yoga and um, specifically the Hot 26 yoga. Yeah. I, oh, now known as Hot 26. I like how you call it Hot 26. Yeah. For a minute, I was like, brain, what does she mean? I, that. No, I, get I get awkward. I get so awkward calling it Bikram yoga now or I get feel it's inappropriate. So Hot 26, also known yes. as Bikram yoga. Yeah. Um, I, I started with that and a month into that, um, I felt like it just... Uh, cliche it is a cliche I felt like it changed my life mm-hmm. um, and I went on my first teacher training and I didn't go on my first teacher training to kind of become a teacher and I think this is most people's story I kind of went because I was quite intrigued mm. as to why I felt better why my mindset was changing I am also someone who once I start something I kind of just go 110% or nothing <laughs> Yes. So <laughs> I kind of went 110% into uh, actual Ashtanga 200 hour, which I had never done in my whole life. Um, so mm. that was the experience. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so just to kind of fast forward, I did my training. I didn't teach for a good couple of months, a good year um, after I did my Ashtanga training. I then did a Bikram training or a Hot 26 training. <laughs> and only after that did I start teaching. Um, I then traveled to, I worked for about a year and then I traveled to India for a couple of months, about three months to do my 300 hours. Mm-hmm. Now, so I had done two trainings and then went for my third training in India. I obviously went there with tons of expectations. India is going to change my life. Again, I learned a lot, but I wouldn't go there with that expectation that it's going to um, make everything better or that you're going to understand so much more about life. Um, and then, sorry, I'm getting distracted here. Um, okay. So I went for my training, went back to South Africa, decided I'm immigrating to Ireland. Here I am in Ireland <laughs> for about two years now. Yeah. As you can hear, my accent's a bit weird. <laughs> um, so for about two years, I've been here. Um, did a few little trainings with Carson uh, for rocket yoga, some workshops. Um, 
uh, currently studying a BA degree in business. So I'm a second degree now. And yeah, that's me. I'm just everywhere, really. <laughs> Who awesome. Knows? I love yeah. that. Two things came to mind as you were speaking. The first was, I just want to let people know that I first met you in a Hot 26 or slash Bikram class and you were teaching me. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like the first time I'd gone to that studio. We're not going to name it, but uh, I remember being in that class and seeing you and I was like, in my mind, like literally, I was like, this woman, I was like, she's a badass bitch. Like, I, was like, <laughs> I love her. Because you were so like confident, but you were nice at the same time. And I was like, it was so cool to see a teacher in that kind of mode. I hadn't seen that style of yoga before. Um, and I just felt really like connected to you. I think I came up to you at the end and I was talking to you a bit and you mentioned you did your trainings in India. And I think I said to you, like, would you tell people to do trainings? And you told me the exact same thing you just said there, like don't have the expectations and stuff, which I thought was really good. It made me think about it. Um, and the second thing that came up for me was, um, yeah, what are you currently teaching now? Okay, so yeah, I completely remember meeting you, surprisingly, which is quite hard. Like, I'm quite bad with names and um, stuff, but I think meeting you, again, we had that initial same, same wavelength, um, kind of felt like you needed that extra attention from me, which I felt like led to a good friendship, so it's good times. Um, currently, I teach vinyasa power yoga. Um, I was teaching Hot 26 uh, in the unnamed studio a couple months ago, <laughs> uh, well, about a year ago now, actually, time is flying. Um, but power yoga, um, and that's about it. I teach a bit of yin, I teach a bit of restorative, cool. but just kind of dabble, not anything too seriously. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what advice would you have for someone? Is it the same again? If somebody was like, hey, Mignon, like a student came up to you, I want to do a teacher training. Would you advise them? Okay, going abroad now is more difficult. But like for me, <laughs> I did my training in Dublin and I really feel like it's just like stepping in. Like you're not, for me, I feel weird still teaching at times. I'm like, I need to do more <laughs> to teach. Um, so yeah, if somebody like a student came up to you, because I don't know what I'd tell people. Like I always want to encourage people to like, you know, immerse themselves. But also it's like, it's not just like doing like a six week kind of course in something random. It's quite an intense program or not even program, like a life changing thing, like you said. Exactly. Um, the way I like to think about it um, or how I would describe it is if you go do a degree in anything, you would do a degree for three, four, five, six years. And it's kind of odd to me that yoga you're not kind yes. of put under the same thing you go for like you do like a three-week course and you're like <gasps> okay you. good you know you know everything um not to say that you don't like some people are obviously extremely talented but yeah. we all kind of lack in some areas like my my understanding for anatomy now would be a little bit less than most people um I've obviously caught up and I do my research and I got more into it um and I actually started to enjoy it but you know the first year when after I did my 200 hours I actually knew nothing like <laughs> to be fair I wouldn't trust I wouldn't have trusted anybody with with you know in my hands like I felt like why would I want to damage like I'm scared I hurt someone um so my advice to anyone kind of like what I said to you I advise anyone to do anything that's kind of being pulled towards them like if you feel like there's some sort of pulling towards something and you feel like it's on your mind and 
you get this like feeling you just get that feeling I think you know what I mean it sounds kind of weird yeah but you get a feeling that it's something you need to do um and I remember literally driving I remember the day I decided I'm doing it I was yes. driving in the car and I was like with my mom I was like I don't know what I'm doing with my life but I really want to do this training um do yeah. you think you know do you think I should do it and I'm very lucky I have a supportive mom and she was like you know what just do whatever whatever is calling to you um and I did it and it was the best decision um hard one of the hardest times in my life as you know it's very tough now mm -hmm. I would suggest anyone who's feeling it to do it but not with the expectation that you're teaching with the yes. expectation that you're going there to grow as a person um and to just absorb inf information um yes you know like I'm not going to business yeah. school to become a business teacher like I'm going there to absorb the information in my head and just understand it. Um, yeah. I would say the it's, same thing. Yeah. So. It's kind of like not knowing where it will take you. I think, you know, it could take you many places, but for me, like as well, it's like, I kind of have that personality like you where it's like, I put myself in at 110% and I was like, you definitely better teach after this. And like, I do enjoy teaching, of course. But sometimes it's like, it's okay to take a pause afterwards and let it sink in, like you said, and actually really integrate what you've learned for yourself first mm -hmm. and maybe teach a bit later or, you know, and yeah, with the anatomy, I think that's so true as well. I think the anatomy on my training was very, very small. And I think that's on a lot of trainings as well. So I wish there was a college where you could do like a four-year degree as a <laughs> yoga teacher. Like, honestly, it'd be amazing. In India, there is. Um, I was actually college. looking at them. Yeah, there's actually, you can study yoga at college. And Imagine. my teacher, yeah, it's so cool. Uh, cool to an extent, of course. But um, my teacher actually went and studied yoga at college. Um, when I was in <laughs> India, he was telling me. And I was like, that's so cool. Um, so weird. But he was like, yeah, we had to study. Like you would study any degree for years. Um, yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, in terms of doing a doing a training, I did both my trainings intensive. Um, so went away for 30 plus days and did a yeah. training. And again, it's because I went there for myself. I didn't go there to become a teacher. I learned there to kind of integrate myself into a type of physical and emotional and um, spiritual practice. I didn't just kind yes. of want to go there to come back and teach. Um, and I think that's why I personally chose the intensive. However, I know many yeah. people can't, like some people just can't do it, which is fine. Um, but I think once in your life, everyone should do something like that. Travel, for, go away for a few days by yourself, experience something different, a different culture, whatever it might be. And I guess the mm. training is just one of those things. Yes, yes. And something that was coming to me that like because you went to India like I imagine if I went there I'd find it extremely hard to like come back to our society but I suppose like even when I was doing my training like I didn't want to be around people because I just really wanted to be in my training and then suddenly when it ends it's like you've all this like new way of seeing the world and other people don't see it and it's not that they're wrong but there is kind of a time where it's really hard to like kind of 
uh, fully integrated because obviously like the yoga sutras they're written years ago um, and they're at a time where life is so different and they live in different civilizations and I don't know I see a lot of yogis yeah end up moving to India and starting that life over there for me like I've always had that thought like should I just go and become like a monk like literally just meditate because <laughs> that's what you could believe is the answer how do you find the balance between um and we'll link in the instagram to this point later on but the balance between like the yogic life here but also like being actually in this civilization that doesn't really support the full yogic life that makes sense it does um <laughs> you know what i was having that exact that thing you saying it's not uncommon like i had that exact thing when i came back not just from india but my first training I was in my room probably for two weeks. I didn't leave. I felt so... (laughs) (laughs) One, I was physically exhausted from practice, you know, Mm. a couple hours practice every day, like three or four hours. Um, And now this is not even India. This is just, you know, in Africa. Um, I did do that. I isolated myself. (laughs) I was like, I don't know how to like interact with people who have not just experienced what I experienced. Um, I felt weird because I obviously came from an industry like a film industry which is complete opposite um, Mm. to this and even with India it was the same thing I came back one because I was in India and just that by itself is quite an experience on top of a three-hour training but (laughs) you know (laughs) 300 hours yeah. Did you say three? So, I thought you said three hour. I was like, what? <laughs> Did not go to India for three hours. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I could learn, but um <laughs> You're three hour certified teacher. <laughs> well, sometimes. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's is an experience. I think coming back and feeling like you need to interact with people and stuff is quite hard and Mm. in terms of kind of finding a balance to be honest like not to be like not to be uh kind of grim here but I don't believe one can find a perfect balance I think you make choices as to which kind of direction you're might be in the middle but you're kind of still leaning to one way a little bit you know and I feel I've lived, I'm only 26, which by the way, I feel really old. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm meant to be quite an adult. And with everything even going on now, it's changed my whole perspective. I'm like, I've been thinking this one five-year goal, I'm hitting this goal, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. And then this happens. And honestly, yep. their balance, I don't know, everyone's balance is different, I think. And yeah. whether... I think it's about being okay with where you are, which is the biggest thing. Whether you're more kind of want to go throw yourself into uh, India and live there and immerse yourself in that type of environment, mm-hmm. fine. But when I was in India, about 90% of those people aren't living that type of life in any way because it's a city, wow. you know? Those places yeah. are cities. They're not, a lot of those people don't they're not practicing yoga they're not living that lifestyle it's just like here in Dublin they know nothing about it um, <laughs> it's only if you go to a shala or whatever it is and find people who are on the same wavelength as you so yeah I would say wherever you go it's about balance within yourself rather than the external 
what the world is offering, you know? Oh, you just remind me of a quote I always read. And it's like, <laughs> you can move to India and it, or like you can keep moving, searching for peace, but it's always like inside you. Um, so I think that's so true. Like you could move to India and become like a full on yoga or yogi 24 seven, but really there will still be times that test you. I think when we hear of this, like uh, Samadhi <laughs> or the Nirvana state, yeah. we're like, oh, that's possible. I'm like, I'm sure it is. But also it's like, I think those sages and seers still had times where things went wrong and they got annoyed like I think for me anyway I'm quite a perfectionist so when I heard that you could be completely in bliss positivity 24 7 I was like I'm gonna go do that but it's not actually possible and if we try to resist like life and the things that throws it us like this COVID-19 like you know we can't resist it it's, it's about allowing and just going with the absurdity of it I think exactly and even what is Samadhi to be fair like I've heard so <laughs> yeah. many different stories like I got told a story that back in the day, somebody was when they reached that level, they would be thrown into the river to die because oh. they finally reached that level. You know, yeah. um, in India, there's literally a river that's for that. Um, this is what my teacher from my 300 always told me. So I was like, okay, I don't want to reach. <laughs> I don't want to go I'm there. Not going for that one. <laughs> no, I'm trying to be blissful to live, not to die. You know. Um, <laughs> I love. Yeah. So to be fair, what is what? I think everyone has to decide for themselves what they believe in and why they're doing something. I initially went into it because the way it helps me deal with issues and just uh, be happier Mm. made me want to be like, I wish other people could feel this. And that's it. That's the simple truth, you know? That's all I ever wanted. Um, and still all I want, like my biggest goal in life is to, you know, one day have a space where I can offer retreats to people who really need to heal. That's it. And, you know, I think it's important to have, keep grounded. Don't yes. get distracted by this bling of what a yogi is. And it's hard. Like I feel that pressure mm. all the time, you know. Thank you for saying that. It's real honesty because I think there's a lot of people who, yeah, like there's a lot of showmen, showmen and everything. And I think yoga world is no different. And um, like I get a lot of messages on Instagram, people being like, Emma, like I want to start yoga, but like I know they're not spiritual. Like they'll tell me, they'll be like, what are you talking about this yoga stone thing that you feel or like this bliss state? They're like, I don't see it. I just get sore and I get angry. And I, I don't actually know how to reply to them because like my beliefs that I've got, like, I could be like, no, well actually the goal of yoga is to liberate yourself. Into, and they're like, what are you talking about? So then I just like hold myself back. And I always say to them, look, it's your experience is what you're meant to experience because if you're in pain and it's annoying you, that's actually like the first stage of my yoga practice. I hated it. I was like, why the hell am I in this bedroom closet? So exactly. Horrible. Like how many times did you cry? <laughs> like, I cried time. almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hated going into you. I was like, I hate this woman. <laughs> there's something in that process that actually now like yoga is like, oh, it's like bliss. Like when I move my body like that, it's not painful anymore. So that took a lot. Like even my downward dog took like eight months to like actually feel my spine go a little bit straight so (laughs) I always tell people if you're serious about it it's not you can't expect this to be like a fast thing and do you think the question I'm thinking I'm coming to is like do you think you can practice yoga and not turn out spiritual or do you think 
like people because I, I see it like I used to work in a studio where people would come in and they're not spiritual people but there was something about it that did something for them mm. oh I cut out there I don't know if you heard that yeah yeah, yeah. I got it um I think there is a fine line as to what spirituality is that's obviously a whole nother topic but that being said I think people don't know what it is a lot of people so those people who would kind of come in they're not spiritual yet you can see that something something's changing in them or maybe they experience something and they're just kind of handling everyday life situations better but they're not going to call it spirituality because they're not spiritual um and it doesn't have to have a name like we don't have to call it that like you know but i think there will be progress and i think the few weeks i practiced i was crying all the time i would lie there after the hot 26 be lying there on the floor literally bawling and i was like luckily the sweat is covering my tears <laughs> no one knows <laughs> um they knew believe me they knew <laughs> but there's something about it and i think i've even myself i've gotten a few friends to kind of try it and they will try it they won't stick to it they'll do it twice a week maybe it won't be super spiritual but they're like wow i feel better and i'm like that's it it's, that's, that's all you it. need you just want to feel better that's it so stick with it it takes a couple months <laughs> <laughs> yes i think the hot 26 is like a different category of yoga but oh wow yeah <laughs> I think it's so true like I think as teachers as well like when we change it goes with anything I don't know about you but like I started to kind of preach at the start like to my family I was like guys come to yoga I was like forcing my dad to come to my classes I'm like he just didn't want to go but I've lately just decided like well still sometimes I end up like trying to convince people to come in my family but I'm like look if they're, <laughs> if they're processing something and they don't want to or they're not ready to deal with it they have to come to their own reasoning. Like I chose to do the yoga training by myself. I didn't get forced into it. Nobody, it came from my own process. So I think sometimes like we can't like force our views, isn't it? Again, it's, it can be hard though when we know it would help someone because it's helped us. Mm. It's so hard not to kind of tell people like, look, it's going to change your life. Um, I've been quite lucky. I think it's kind of that thing where you lead by example. I think a lot of my friends and family saw changes in me and I had a lot of them just being like what are you doing and I was like well I'm going to yoga um, <laughs> and I think I actually felt a bit embarrassed when I started doing yoga because there's that whole um, um, so it again, a stigma towards it where I remember the first time I ever heard of yoga was I was young I was like 16 someone said their mom was a yoga teacher and we all kind of made fun of it um you know this was back in the day so this was before yoga really blew up I think um and so I kind of felt embarrassed in the beginning even saying what I was doing and I think it really was people came to me and were like what are you doing and when I said yoga they're like no you must be doing something else um you know because I was just healthier I looked better I felt better I was not grumpy like 
um, if you're in star signs, I'm a Pisces, so I can be extremely grumpy. <laughs> I can, you know, um, <laughs> I can be really temperamental at times. Um, so it helps. And I think my connections grew better with people. Um, like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. Um, I do find myself sometimes, like you say, using preaching in a sense. I'll be like, oh, you should really do yoga because you um, look like you need it type of thing. Um, <laughs> you know, like someone would tell me they have a migraine and I'll be like, you should do yoga. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just say it, put it out there, and I won't be pushy about it, but I'll just mention Okay, if you wasn't conscious of the time, um, I think I want to move on to the kind of, it's, all, it's already LinkedIn, but so with Instagram, like, I don't know about you, but like at one point my Instagram was used as a way to <laughs> boost my ego, to gain likes from people. It wasn't yoga, like it, was, it changed very much so when I started to uh, have a spiritual practice, even before I did my training. And it made me rethink my whole kind of sense of self and like what I'm posting. And, but then there's like this flip side of it where like the yoga community online is great, but there's also like kind of a image now associated with yoga. Like I can actually hear all sides of an argument and I tend to just want people to like have their views and I don't want them to like, I just want them to hear each other out. Cause I think every person has like a, an opinion that's worth hearing, but for you, how do you yeah find the social media scene? Do you have any views on it? Anything you'd like to share? I think, funny enough, most people wouldn't think this, but yoga is very political. It will become very political. And I think that's completely changed it. Um, we're meant to have a mindset to be open to anyone and everyone. And yet it's how we're doing it is wrong or how that person's doing it is wrong. And, um, I think in life there's so many contradictions and people can be that way um, and I just think yoga is another one of those things that is being in that type of um, you know they're kind of just being that way and hard to it's hard for me to even say what I want to say because I don't want to be in, uh, politically incorrect <laughs> but I do I sometimes find myself obviously everyone compares themselves but I also find myself judging people on social media and being like this is all yoga is um uh there's been a thousand times where me myself and I'm sure a million other people have just wanted to kind of disconnect delete Instagram never see it again but yet my business is on Instagram um, yeah. that's where people who want to see where I teach or what I'm doing, that's where they go. Um, so it's hard to kind of find that, like you say, balance to kind of, um, know how far is it, or am I doing this for my own ego, for the likes or the comments, or am I doing it to kind of reach out to people who need it? And that's exactly it. Like, and I think, as you say, we can kind of just do the best we can in terms of understanding all parts of a discussion and I'm kind of the same I would try my best to understand everybody's view or where they're coming from I've personally had some tragic moments in my life people passing away friends passing away stuff like that and it's really opened my eyes to I don't know what that person's going through today no, you don't. So whatever is going on, I'm not going to take a person. If they don't remember my name, 
I'm not going to get offended because I don't know what's going on in that person's life. Well, they know that person has just lost someone important to them. They're dealing with mental health issues. And you really don't know. Like, um, it's hard to obviously not take offense. I'm not saying it's easy. But I think if you're living in, if you're trying to live in a community that's meant to be welcoming to everyone, then deal with yourself. You know, if you're feeling hurt by something, why? Do you have trauma from your past that's kind of affecting how you're perceiving what this person is saying? Or are you kind of just, you know, are you taking all your issues and putting it on someone else? Um, I'm not saying I'm perfect. Of course I do that. But I do, I do try to be a bit more aware of it. Um, so yeah, like that's my perception on it. I think uh, Instagram and yogis as they are, I try not to judge people for sure <laughs> but I can sometimes feel disheartened by you know the environmental when people kind of aren't as welcoming as I feel everyone should be thank you for being so honest about this because I feel like it's so normal I can't ignore or like hide the fact that we do as humans feel insecure sometimes or we do compare even without social media we would do this but for me social media sometimes is like oh it's so um exemplified is that the word like the, or amplified yeah amplified but there's so many people and um like you can start to see like say a yoga teacher who maybe has like a thousand hours and you're like oh but I only have 200 and I'm just like nothing then it's like no I think there's a place for everyone I think everyone's on their journey and uh if you're following these accounts that are like you know making you feel bad like unfollow them it doesn't mean you don't like the person but if it's for your own kind of growth then you need to do that like I definitely have unfollowed some yogi people because it just I don't know it takes me off my own journey because I start focusing on theirs too much if that makes sense mm -hmm. no that's exactly it um I find myself often thinking am I following this person because I'm interested to learn from them I find I haven't even put up all my hours because I have over 500 but I'm not going to go say it because I find that's not that's not defining who I am as a teacher. Um, I would prefer someone just coming to me, practicing my class, experiencing who I am. They don't want to practice my class. They don't come back. Simple. Um, I've stopped taking offense to stuff like that because everybody's on, like you say, everyone's on their own journey. And I don't know what that person's going through. Or I find sometimes I would practice somebody's class, for instance, and feel completely angry or upset or whatever it might be and I'm like this teacher sucks um, yeah. <laughs> and then I realized it's actually me like I'm being a complete bitch basically sorry um, <laughs> and that's exactly what it is I find the same thing if I'm following people on Instagram maybe that day I'm actually just using my own hurt and just kind of putting it on them um, but that's not to say it is sometimes I unfollow certain um, yogis as you would say just because i think maybe personally i would find a lot of yogis on instagram have lost why they started um why you started teaching you know always come back to that i think so normal though if you imagine you gained that amount of followers like you just blew up like and you're trying to stay grounded and suddenly like now fame has become associated with your yoga and that's that's something I always think of as well. Like, imagine you just suddenly, like, I don't know, start doing workshops and you just blew up. Like, a lot of them have. 
um and now you know they're asked for photo shoots they're doing all this stuff and it's like trying to stay true to yeah like you said the reason you even began it must be hard in that fame you know exactly it's not easy like I can't imagine any of that's easy the constant traveling being away from family um I even know when I did it when I was teaching at the teacher training back at the unnamed studio I felt completely both drained and completely amped up because one enjoying it so much but there were elements to it that I felt was really hard really hard to give your energy all the time to you know 20 people um kind of you can see everyone's coming to you bright eyed like changed my life and you're kind of sitting there like um you know (laughs) at the stage I was a bit younger and I was a bit like uh you know um I can't change your life but um here's a yoga pose for you (laughs) it's a weird world that's all I can say I think it's kind of beautiful though like I this is a question and then we'll do a quick fire round I think because we're coming up to three but um on that note you said about people saying that I didn't mean like it's funny like I just mean like that it's funny that people can look at you in that way when they don't see you as like a human with your own kind of problems and I've experienced that too and it's kind of you have to be very careful because even me like I've been very vulnerable in my past and gone to these people saying hey like tell me how you did this I want your answers and on reflection I can see how the other person you know they they did handle it very well but also like it must be hard it's hard on both ends because like you have this person and you know you want to help them but again what by what you're saying you don't even know that would help them because their experience is so like they're in their own universe and I always say I think the magic of the practice is in your experience of your own practice so it's like I could talk to you all day about yoga or about you know the sutras or how this would help but if you start to practice you'll get your own magic you know that's exactly it I think basic human to human end of story like you're a human, I'm a human. And I know before, like a couple of years ago, about five or six years ago, um, I would very much be like, well, this person didn't deliver a good class. Um, and I would put it on that person. Well, well, I know, you know, what is that person dealing with? Like the day I found out one of my really, really good friends had passed away, I asked to go and um, teach. And I remember about towards the end of the class, I just started crying. And I said, excuse me, I'll be right back. Go straight into Shavasana. I walked out the room, like bawled my eyes out, came back in, carried on, uh, finished the class. And I was like, you know, the amount of times people have been in my class, I mean, that's something big, but even something small, like I've had a stomach bug and I've had to run out to go, you know, throw up and kind of come back in because you can't always get covers. Um, the amount of pressure I think teachers or humans are in general to kind of perform is very high. And I think coming to another human with issues, rather just be human to human. Nobody knows the answers. So I'm going to be fair. Um, and really just treating each other well, I think is the biggest thing we can do. Like you say, everyone's yeah. on their own journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I love that. I think it's so humble and I think it helps you teach, isn't it? Better, or not teach better. I think it helps you, you know, like I used to get really scared to teach because my, everyone's looking at me and they think I have all these answers and I know everything. But really, if you kind of just come back to that, like I'm just a human, you're just a human. It's not like you're this superior person walking in, you know, and that can help do that exercise of grounding kind of. Exactly. I think it's just, I'm there to connect the best I know how, and everyone there is kind of there for different reasons. It is just that, you know, I think people forget that that's, we're all kind of just in a world. We're not against each other. And I think if you're in the yoga community, and this is something we have kind of brushed on, don't basically be a judgy dick. <laughs> Don't come across mean, like just be nice. Um, just whoever walks through the door, greet them, say hello, like be welcoming. And I personally would never want someone to come to my class and feel uneasy, unwelcomed, or judged. And I think that's the biggest thing um, we've all kind of experienced in yoga. It's just that that feeling, you know, that maybe we're being judged and it's exactly like we're saying about some podcasts and stuff. There is no reason for anybody to be judged in the, the day, I think. I think everyone's on their own journey. It's hard, isn't it? It's like a world where like it's so vast and broad of ideas now. It's like we still fight over these things. And I, I just sometimes get like sad because I'm like, guys, we can all just hug and we can all have our different opinions. <laughs> and I'm just like so simple minded. And people are like, Emma, you're just a naive little girl. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it would be lovely. And I think that's the great thing I found about yoga is that there are similar people and that you can have real conversations with and not feel weird in your views because they just accept you as you. And that's it's really powerful. Exactly. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's just living their life. Yeah. And I want to finish with a quick fire round. So basically, I'm just going to shout out, like, I'm going to do 10, I think. And I don't even know what they are yet. They're just going to come to me. But it's like two options and you just have to choose one. You know how these work, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So quick fire with Minion. Okay, so Vinyasa or Rocket? Vinyasa. Yin or Restorative? Restorative. Bikram or Ashtanga? Bikram. Chocolate or peanut butter? Together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sun or moon? Um, sun. Wind or rain? Rain. Yoga pants or yoga? Naked. <laughs> I said the I was like, no. <laughs> Yeah, okay, naked, go naked, yoga, yoga pants naked. are naked. <laughs> I naked. Naked. That's just me. <laughs> like, honestly. Um, it's freeing, just do it in your bedroom, it's very freeing. There is a girl doing naked yoga in Dublin, guys, well she was before this happened, and I was gonna go. <laughs> anyway, back to quick fire, okay. Um, puka, herbal teas, or coffee? Oh, hot, at the moment, coffee. Okay, long hair or short hair? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a toughie. Um, I'm going to go for short hair. I also cut my hair really short. Not as short as you, but... Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Uh, hot or non-hot class? I love hot, I'll be honest. Go with the hot, okay. Carpet or wooden floor? Ew, wooden floor. 
Outside or inside? Oh, outside. Warm water or cold water? Cold. Yoga or dance? Ooh, Meditation or asana? Cool. I'm gonna feel guilty saying this, but asana. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, guitar or piano? Guitar. Okay, the final one I'm gonna ask you. It's formulating in my brain. I wanted to be a really good one, and I'm putting myself under pressure. How did you count, keep count between all of us? I've already I lost count. Just really good. good yoga skills. Good yoga skills. <laughs> I'm next three. Um, ten. Okay, <laughs> okay, the last one. The yoga sutras, or Buddhism. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like, um, you know, like yoga teachers or like sex, and I was be like, oh, that's obvious. <laughs> okay, that was a really good round. Um, Mignon, I want to have you on again because I know we had limited time, and there's lots more for us to discuss. That was a really good first episode, Kelly. The first episode of Mignon and Emma. Yeah, we're gonna be here again, guys. Thanks for listening. Is there any last things you want to say, Mignon? If somebody's listening and you know they're going crazy or something, or they're just at home and 